0: Roach coach podcast all day, all day,
1: every day. hello and welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach podcast the journey to create the new metal Canon my name is Lauren Kozlowski with me as always is the Indigo angel Jennifer Sosha Hello. And the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Naz.
0: Keep it rolling, maybe.
1: There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, back with you back for another episode of Roach Coach. Of course, this week we're talking all about who's tweeting. Who's tweeting. Who is. That's right. We'll be going over your feedback, your letters, your words, your thoughts, maybe some new news. And I think we'll start with it. We've got some Fear Factory new news. But the Fear Factory.
2: New news.
1: Of course, when this posts up, this may be old news to you, but it's new to us, and we've got to talk about it. Burton C. Bell, formerly of Fear Factory, gave an interview where he said that Lincoln Park's hybrid theory was demanufacture for kids. Ouch!
2: Sick burn.
1: Got him. And in this, it's a definitely a got him. In the interview, Burton said that he respected them. But was not a fan, but did feel like what they were doing on hybrid theory was something that was basically watering down of what they were doing on demanufacture. And I think we've covered this. I don't think Burton's wrong. I don't think so. I think we're okay with that. Yeah. We who, referred are we? To the, uh, who are we? Who are, are we to disagree with Burton Bell. Who are we? Indeed. And so, yeah, I mean, I felt like it was, uh, you know, kind of an airing out a little bit. But at the same time, I don't think Linkin Park would disagree that their music was made for a bit more of a big tent situation.
0: Longtime fans will know that I've often called them Baby's First Metal Band.
1: There you have it. So, Matt, you and Burton, two peas in a pod. Now, speaking of Fear Factory, Burton's no longer in the band, and as we post this, I believe the new album will be out. But as we record this, the new album has been officially announced. And the first single has dropped. Jenny, Matt, have either of you heard this single or watched the video? Not yet. We're saving it mm-hmm. for the pod. Yeah. All right. No, have not. Okay. There we go. So, Matt, let's cue it up. This is the first single, new Fear Factory, called Disruptor. DISRUPTOR i to bless on me gonna say it you guys fear factory is back (laughs) jenny we'll go to you thoughts and disruptor
2: i mean i can't uh i love a song that screams the title (laughs) to start you know like that that clarity is great for me um a lot of chug very heavy i'm into it i'm excited to hear more
0: I love screaming. I refuse. One of my favorite things to heard screamed is, I refuse. <laughs> oh, I, yes, please. More of that. I know the thing that's hard with New Fear Factory is the lack of Burton because it's so associated with the sound. He's like so tied to the group like I it that that's a bummer. You know what I mean? Like it's still like this song is great, and it's still a bummer that Burton's not there. Well no, Burton,
1: that is Burton. Wait a minute. Yes, Matt. That's Burton. Burton's on this record, but Burton's out of the band. How is this possible? They <laughs> recorded the record. I mean, I know and- how technically it happened. <laughs> yeah, I know
0: <laughs>
1: Okay. I was like, all right, man, how much you
0: need from me? Yeah. <laughs> See here's the I- thing, Matt. If we're recording all these episodes in advance. But uh-huh. if I quit the podcast, <laughs> we're still going to have all these episodes with you on. That's right. That's right, Matt. <laughs> yeah. So I know how recording works. <laughs> I thought, and this is my fault for not doing any research, was that he was
1: out and they p- were putting this out without him. So yes and no. He's well, out. He's They're out. putting this out without him. They're but putting this out without him. It. And he was on it. At <laughs> in it, yes, yes. And so it's his vocals, but I mean, the thing that also makes it confusing is that when they list the band, at least currently when I went to the various pages, they just list who's still in the band. They don't list him, even though he's <laughs> singing on it. See,
0: that is a bummer. And also right. explains why I like the song so much. Okay, so Burton's there.
1: Burton's there. So Burton's not in the get... band anymore. Not in the band anymore. He has said... He did, I think, another interview, which I did not include in our notes, uh, where basically he just sort of reiterated that, you know, the that he basically went bankrupt twice with various lawsuits and everything and revol- revolving around Fear Factory, and he just could not do it anymore. And...
0: That is the he, aforementioned bummer.
1: That's the bummer. But he was there for this... Basically record that is coming out that based on this first single is gonna rip. Yes. Agreed. <laughs> so I just I'm need to make sure Burton's getting some money, guys. That's all. I worry about Burton C Bell. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I hope so, but I don't know. <laughs> Cause it sounds yeah. like money was a big part of this. So uh in any event, we do have uh one at least one more Burton fronted Fear Factory album. Uh, on the way or when this episode drops and maybe there. Maybe they're already. I I don't know when this episode's supposed to come out. When is this episode coming out? Um June thirtieth is when this will post. So I think that album will be out and hopefully it, it is ripping all our faces off. Uh we gotta talk about who's in those DMs. Sliding a bin.
2: Well I'll tell you who well I'll tell you partially who. Elrond something. We'll go uh, back. I I can't see the Elron Hubbard even. snuck on in India. <laughs> yeah, big fan, big fan of the pod. Elron uh, says, "I've noticed a recent crop of new new metal podcasts on Spotify and the Apple Podcast app. Were they always there? And I'm just now noticing. I don't know, but either way, I like to believe you are the true coaches, the ones who have laid the groundwork." And I really doubt these other podcasters would be able to dip into the level of new metal minutiae with the style and grace in what you do each week. Keep up the great work. Hashtag loyal to Roach.
0: Loyal to Roach.
2: Wow. Wow. Well, I've got to say, I, I don't know. I don't think there were a whole lot of new new metal podcasts around when we started this thing or any that I was aware of, really.
1: I was not aware of any when we started. That was kind of... The big push to do it was that I didn't see anybody else doing it. Now there have been more, and you could say we set it off. We could also just say new metal is back. It's back. It's True. back. And and honestly, I I honestly we 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 you know we've chatted with a few of these guys, the pod cast, some other podcasts, and I'm going to say it, and I, I appreciate honestly hashtag loyal to the roach. Thank you appreciate it. But if new metal's got to get back having more pods, more people talking about the new, only can be a good thing. I agree. Only can be a good thing. The rising tide raises all boats. It's true. Absolutely. Absolutely. Even Absolutely. the one Fred blew up. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Dig, get it out of the, get it out of that where it sank. Let's bring it back up to shore. Get fix something. up again. In Florida,
0: get it out of the junk drawer. Get it back on the water. That boat's that's going right. up.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think listen to all of them. Maybe you'll yeah. find, you know, different different styles, different perspectives. It's all good stuff.
0: Yeah, good I think stuff. that's what I'm noticing is like some. Some have come, some have gone, and some are still going. And I don't think it's impacted our desire to do our show. And I feel like we haven't taken anything from anybody else. Like, everybody's figuring out their own way to do it. And that's because we all like talking about the same thing makes it, I mean, that's what gives you the variety as the listener to kind of fit in where you want to, you know. If you like more crushing takedowns or more analytical discussion about it that's like really musical based, I know that it's out there. so I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing, but I appreciate hashtag loyal of the Roach. Which, by the way, we should talk about something. Because I'm I'm putting this on uh, Jenny and Lauren as a surprise. I could have saved it to the end. (laughs) We're going to make a new t-shirt. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. I'm going to talk to Mitch first and uh, make sure that... (laughs) Uh, this one's not as difficult as activate the pit, because this one's gonna be simple, straight ahead. It's gonna be a shirt that says, "New metal is back."
2: I have such confidence that that will be I've... easy to pull off.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I think I not think forty-five
2: Mitch is... different colors.
1: Yeah, like... I think Mitch is gonna be like, "I got, I can do this one right now. I can do this one while holding this baby. I can do it. I can do it."
0: Yep. <laughs> We will do a pre-order just so we kind of get the idea of how many we should make. We'll put the, uh, I don't know how far out this is, but if this is like, you know, I don't know how far out this episode is, but if this is like in June, then then that might be just enough time to get the design. (laughs) Make sure. We got to pick a font. That's the major thing. We pick the right font. We put it out in front of you. You pre-order. We'll pre-order for like a month. We'll print them, and then we'll have extras in case somebody comes in later and they want. We'll print a few extras, and if it's really popular, then we'll run some more, baby. But I th- I think it's t-shirt time. I think it's t-shirt time. Oh, there awesome!
1: I'm very excited to uh, to to get this out there, and also I'm excited to get my own because he's you not know, gonna be rocking that bad boy. And big okay. thanks to Garrett Fuller for the suggestion because uh, yeah, he's right. He rolled into the DMs, and he was like, you know, this T-shirt has to happen. I was like, man alive, this guy ain't wrong. Thank you, Garrett. Uh, We also got a DM, a couple DMs from Derek Solberg. Sent us a couple links. First link is for Tetrarch's Negative Noise. And he had the comment, everyone who hears this band is shouting, new metal is back, baby. New metal is back. And uh, this, uh, as we record this, the new Tetrarch record is not out yet. The singles have been ripping. I have not heard this one. Jenny, have you?
2: No, I have not.
1: Okay, then let's check out this song, Negative Noise Napalm Records. <laughs> Can I say something God. real quick? Can I say something real yeah, quick? Yeah, yeah. Lauren, what is it? New metal is back. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Wow. wow. Amazing. Wow. Amazing. Jenny, how do you feel?
2: I mean, new metal is back. What can I say? This is good. I like it i'd like to hear more i know this is a shocking statement coming from me (laughs) not what i say every single time someone sends us a link but um it's true it's true
1: jenny this is something that occurred to me that when your child grows up Mm -hmm. they won't be aware that new metal was ever gone
2: right it'll have always been
1: around <laughs> true and and when they they go and they do any research and find out that it was gone like it was gone it's always been around i can't believe it was ever gone i feel like it's always been here
2: yeah they'll just, never have just, felt that that void you know
1: truly truly be like
2: hey they'll be bragging my mom did however many episodes of a new metal podcast <laughs> So you she know was there,
0: she was there in the lull. Yeah, she yeah, came back to bring it back.
2: Yeah,
1: I love this man. I like man. to think. Oh my gosh, this is I'm yeah. So this album will be out when this album when this episode posts. I am very hyped for this album to come out. I love the aggression. It's gonna be great.
0: I mm-hmm. love I love that it's kind of like got that the double kick thing. One of my favorite sounds in the world. But then, the switch into that chorus. Mm but it still holds the intensity. New metal.
1: (sighs) And they do it. They do it perfectly. It's back. It's back. back. Uh, Speaking of new metal being back with some new new, Derek sent us another message. He said, uh, remember that band Prison? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Of course. How could we forget? Never forget Prison. He says, this newer single popped up in my feed. And uh, I'll admit, I, I did not know about this single. It apparently came out late last year. Uh, in 2020 called i don't want to be afraid anymore uh and i have not heard this but we know prison we know those boys deliver so let's see what let's see what this track sounds like
2: classic classic. Uh,
1: oh my god um wow i mean you know what normally normally this is the thing you don't want to hear but you guys it's time to go back to prison
2: (laughs) there we go i loved that i loved that i want you know the vaccines are rolling out and you love to hear it Mm -hmm. and by the time this is out there i I'm going to have a little tiny baby. So there are a lot of reasons it's going to take me a while to get back to shows. But when I do, I really hope prison comes through. That'd be like a a top five for me of wanting to get out there and see.
1: Absolutely. When he said question, oh, (laughs) that was the best. That was the best. (laughs) Wow. Prison, you did it again. You did it again. Wow. Well, thank you, prison. Thank you, Derek. Much appreciated. We've also got some other feedback in a section called who's emailing. Who's emailing?
2: Who is?
1: Uh, Jenny, we got an email from Timothy Henderson.
2: Yes. And the subject is seven dust talk. An email that I would open without hesitation. Timothy says, hey there, Roach Coach. Hope all is going well. Have any of you guys had a chance to check out the new Seven Dust album, Blood and Stone? After Animosity, my knowledge of their albums get more worth, but I still know a couple of them, and this new one has really grown on me. It's just great to have a band such as Seven Dust that is always going to deliver really solid music. In my opinion, you always know what you're going to get, but it never disappoints and never lets me down. There are a bunch of great tracks, but it would be cool if you could play a snippet of Feel Like Going On, especially for Matt. Play the verse into that killer stadium chorus and then that emotion-filled bridge at 2.06. It will knock you on your ass. Love you guys. Hashtag keep it rolling, baby.
0: Keep it rolling, baby.
2: Yes. All I have to say is to everyone.
1: seen how seven dust has sort of really leaned into being a let me see those hands type of band you know they're not lighting up a pit maybe an emotional pit but not a not an aggressive pit but at the same time this feels this feels in the pocket for them feels like money in the bank for them like it does feel like money in the
0: bank this is You know, I I understand exactly why it was like for Matt because I think I've commented on Lejean's singing style, ugh, Lejean's singing style over the episodes that we've done. That I've always felt like he's had this kind of metal performance voice, like this very honed tool, great instrument. But I can kind of hear. I think I hear what you're trying to get me to hear, uh, Timothy, on this one, like. And it sounds great. He sounds great. He's. He, it's a different tactic, I think, for him. And I think dollar signs in my eyes on that one. Uh,
1: but I'm going to be honest. I don't know if the song's for me still, but I get it. I hear it and I understand it. Okay. Jenny, are you hearing dollar signs?
2: Yes. I think if this is what you want, this is great.
0: It's money in the bank. Okay.
2: I don't know if it's for me either, but. I hear, like, I can respect it for sure. And there's nothing about Seven Dust that makes me think anything other than, like, a consistent, sturdy band.
1: Yeah. And it sounds to me like they're still on it. They still have it figured out. Well, thank you, Timothy, for that. Austin Counts sent us an email. Subject, The Beatles of New Metal. I open this one real quick. Sure. Hey guys, I thought of something I wanted to ask you and the Indigo Angels and Roach Riders. Now felt like a good time to ask since last Who's tweeting app, Matt said the phrase, the rolling stones of new metal. Who would you guys consider to be the Beatles of new metal? Every genre has at least one band who's considered the Beatles of whatever genre. I personally would probably have to say that I think are the Beatles of new metal. Whether we think the self-titled record is canon-worthy or overrated, almost every single greatest new metal albums of all time list that has that or hybrid theory at number one and it's considered a classic. Plus the amount of bands who cite them as an influence and bite their sound. I had a back and forth in my head between Corn or Slipknot, but ultimately decided I would have to go with Corn. So, who do you think you guys would consider the Beatles of new metal?
0: Corn is a front runner,
1: absolutely. They're a front runner. The thing about the Beatles, which, <laughs> no, I, lo- I, lo- which <laughs> I I love. I I'm you know what? Enjoying- <laughs> I, why am
0: I not surpri- Surprised that you're saying this the
1: thing about the Beatles the thing about the Beatles is uh, is that I don't look at them as the they are not the originators of that sound they are the perfectors of that sound Mm, interesting because the British invasion was happening but there were a ton of bands all going in at the same time all coming across, all hitting around that same time. But it's not like the Beatles were the first band to do it. The Beatles just had that alchemy and those songs and the look and everything. It all came together. And then they were the guys. And then they were able to deliver quite a catalog. I don't know if you dug into the Beatles discography. They, they got some tunes.
2: Well, yeah, I've heard it.
1: Yeah, you, you might have heard them if you've been a, a human being in the world. And so... Comparing that to New Metal, I think the feeling is that it's corn, but corn is just first. But is corn the perfection of the sound? I mean, for one, the corn discography. I mean, this is the other thing, is that the Beatles, what allows them to be canonized is that you have a beginning, a middle, and an end. And then there's no more. And for the most part the Beatles don't have a ton of duds some would argue they have no duds some would argue they got a couple so, so in comparison to somebody like Corn, Corn have you know the era of what people consider the classic stuff but then we have some of the uh, you know that what I guess we consider mid-career post-head era that is not looked on so favorably certainly they've bumped back up with the last couple I've been thinking about this email. I've been Hmm. thinking about it.
2: Sounds like it.
1: And where I stand on this, because I think about also what the Beatles were, where they started and where they ended, I would say the Beatles of new Metal are Deftones. Hmm. Whoa. Because think about it. What is Sgt. Pepper's, if not... It was Sgt. Pepper's, the White Album, are taking the things that made the Beatles famous and then twisting it in a new direction. Symphonic, art, rock, going this other direction. So in a way, wouldn't that make White Pony the new metal Sergeant Pepper's? I'm a little Whoa. off the dome right now. I'm a little off the dome right now, recording at noon on a Saturday. Okay. So I'm wild out of control. You're wild. But I I'm wilding, but th- this is where I'm at right now. We'll pass it to you guys, Jenny. Where do you, where do you stand?
2: Well, I guess when I think about when somebody says the Beatles of X, usually to me that is less about the music itself. And more about the cultural impact. When I think of the Beatles and, we're, and you talk about the Beatles, I think of it through more of like a cultural impact lens and less through breaking down their progression through like their discography lens. And in that way, I would say Corn probably had a much larger cultural impact in terms of if you think about new metal but i do think i don't know that we had that i don't know if we had that like that same sort of like artistic era with corn so i don't know i feel like you're swaying me a little bit on this deftones thing if we're not thinking about it in terms of just like overall cultural impact because in that case i would say corn but 90k 90k matt what do you think
0: well, I think that I would make corn the Beatles, but chocolate starfish is the Sergeant Peppers, and uh, I would say Deftones are. I don't remember who I said with the Rolling Stones of of new metal. I can't remember. But I kind of feel like you're gonna give Limp Bizkit the Rolling Stones moniker. Charismatic front person, um, uh, guitarist, enigmatic guitarist. Limp Biscuit is the uh, Rolling Stones of new metal. That makes Deftones the who of new metal. That makes. <laughs> 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 I, I, think, I think you're win 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 on all of them because. But yeah, I would probably give it to Corn because of cultural
1: impact and everybody wanting to be them okay so in that way then that makes cold chamber the herman's hermits <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> uh well you know what i'd love to hear and i think we'd all love to hear what the Road Riders and Negro angels think the beatles of new metal is so definitely let us know in the comments in the dms in the emails we want to hear from you who do you think is the beatles of new metal we'd love to hear Speaking of your feedback, we did an episode all about Limp Bizkit's Unquestionable Truth, Part 1, and of course, everybody showed up to tell us their thoughts. Jenny, what do we got?
2: Gareth Davey says, I would lo- I would have been so mad at this back in 2005. I was already an LB hater, and the rage Deftones bites would have whipped me up into that dumb young guy frenzy where you pretend like the very existence of something imitative is that how you pronounce that great good for me imitative somehow ruins your enjoyment of the definitive article but in 2021 it slaps it's kind of like when throwdown decided to release a pantera album with venom and tears even though it lacks a key element dime in throwdown's case and zach in this ep's case uh, it does the source material justice and surpasses the lower points. I listened to Venom and Tears a whole lot more than reinventing the steel. I still bemoan what it could have been with a better vocalist lyricist, but this is probably my favorite LB release so far, taking the crown that one secret track where Ben Stiller mocks the shit out of Fredo's face. Oh, and the Lord's Prayer? Nothing will ever surpass this one. Mm. And I'm not quite sure... <laughs> Uh, do we have this?
1: I sent this over to Matt. I did not get a chance to listen to this. I'm assuming, I, I'm pretty sure that this band's name is Dead Kelly. This song is called Put em Up, Cunt. <laughs> in for a penny, in for a pound. Let's do it. in heaven, be Wow.
2: There we go. Wow. I mean, is Gareth wrong? No. I, no. Don't,
1: I don't know. Oh, no, that's, that is one where, yeah, the Lord's Prayer comes in. If you're at this Dead Kelly show and he starts doing Lord's Prayer, you're like, I better I better find an exit. Where's the exit signs? Because oh, <laughs> it's about to I, get, I, I get real serious. It's about to get nuts in here. Well, thank you, Gareth, for that one. David Shook said, I also worked in a record store that had a small porn section. Usually when people would buy some of it, I'd just be like, whatever, we all got to get our porn somewhere, I guess. But sometimes you get these guys who'd come in that were clearly embarrassed to be buying porn, and they would all tell the same story about how this was just a gift for a coworker that was meant to be some kind of prank. Always made the transaction so much weirder than it had to be.
2: Hmm. Oh, classic, oh classic yeah. porn section at a record store.
0: <laughs> Whenever I would buy uh, porn, I would just put it on the counter and be like, that's for jerking.
2: <laughs> Same. Same. Like, I mean, why hide? I mean, no,
1: nothing, nothing says you are buying this for yourself like saying, I'm not buying this for myself. <laughs> right. Like, 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 think, like, think about anything you buy. Like, if you're at the store and you're buying, like, toilet paper, you don't say to the guy, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to take a shit when I get home. You don't give an excuse for think- buying things. Oh, Jenny! You don't yeah. need to tell them why. They know
2: why. Every item <laughs> that gets oh, scanned. Oh no!
1: That's what people one. hate being behind you in line. Oh yeah, it's the lady who's yeah. got to explain every purchase.
2: I explain it to everybody. I hold it up for everybody to see. It's, it's a whole, it's a whole <laughs> performance. Oh my god. Uh, Chad Worrell says, "Oh man, Limp Biscuit trying to go back to their old raw style in the middle of the come down. I've been waiting for your guys' take on this for a minute." And you had it, Chad. Hope you enjoyed it.
1: Uh, Michael said, ooh, shit. Here we fucking go. This one is such a mind fuck to me. Where it was recorded, who produced it, Wes is back, Fred is on absinthe and finding keys to his mind. Otto is out and it's as raw as they may ever have been. This is one of those new metal albums that absolutely makes zero sense for where Limp Bizkit was at the time, but the universe required correction of their course, and with all those odd elements in place, you have probably their greatest and most honest piece of work. Don't think I've ever seen an album title so perfectly fitting the content either. The big question to me has always been, where did this band go? There is no doubt in my mind that these riffs were easy for Wes to pump out and the baseline seemed on par with what Sam does, but it's what Fred brings that's completely brand new and so far never to be seen again. If I could interview that guy, all my questions would be about this album and how it changed him moving forward. Either way, this is absolutely essential. It's gotta go in the canon for the simple fact that Limp Biscuit for the first time were the underdogs, the old fighter that couldn't fight anymore, and came back to beat the piss out of everything and everyone for seven rounds and know it saw it coming. It was over before the knew it had ever happened. Can't wait to listen and just imagine accepting the truth, baby. That definitely needs to replace the defining keep on rolling, baby. Keep on rolling, baby wow matt what do you think about that
0: (laughs) i don't i don't think i'm going to switch but it's a
1: strong (laughs) argument strong argument
2: true true dan musselman says i really liked this ep yes ep a lot some of my friends had trouble believing it was biscuit at first and that humored me a good comeback from behind blue eyes
1: Definitely so. Daniel Jacob wrote in says, I just remembered this incredibly relevant clip from a Danish Sunday morning show I watched as a kid. Jenny and I watched this clip right before we started recording.
2: We sure did. And
1: it is... Jenny, just give, set the scene here for this clip.
2: It's a bunch of tweens in full Limp Bizkit cosplay going in to a crowd of fellow kids (laughs) who are really into it but showing that by definitely doing like what they think they see people do when they watch a performance on tv which is one of my favorite things of like kids like doing adult stuff but like it's just, like, this sort of bizarre, like, facsimile that's, like, it's almost, like, Uncanny Valley. Like, it's it close, yep. but not quite. Like, uh, so Something's wrong. Yeah, so they're just, like, kind of, like, bobbing up and down and putting their hands up, but, like, not quite at the right moments. Um, and it's these kids just going in, playing lamp biscuits song, and it's extremely... It's extremely fun to watch.
1: I was going to say that play a little bit, Matt, but it is really something you'll have to see. So we'll have to post it up on um, on, on the page uh, just to give everybody a chance to take a look at it. But it is, yeah, I didn't realize the extent of the cosplay until they all sat down for this interview. That is in uh, Danish. So I did not understand what they were saying, but they all have. Uh, the guys that are dressed as as uh, Sam and Fred have drawn on chin beards. And <laughs> that was an amazing touch that let me know that they these guys were for real. I also was watching going, well, this guy's clearly actually singing. But I don't believe the bassist and guitarist were actually playing. And then I noticed there was no drummer, but I heard drums. And then at the end of the performance, it just sort of stops. And then they just sort of stop. In the sort of way that somebody just hit a stop button. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> they, they may have been playing to a track, but nonetheless, they sell it. And as you said, Jenny, the audience of, of, of children, fist pumping, just fist pumping. Uh, so, yeah, definitely, definitely apropos to this episode. Thank you. Basil came in, said, My favorite project by Limp Biscuit.
2: Nice guy. The new metal advisory board came to us and said, ah, the unquestionable truth. Just like you guys, I don't remember any promotion, but I remember very vividly leading up to the release on their website. They have images of the EP and would play either a sample of the intro to the truth or propaganda. I can't remember which one. I used to sneak onto my dad's computer when he wasn't home so I could play it loud and mosh around the living room to it. When it was released, my local music store had a pile of them and sold them for like $5. And not just any $5, it was $5 Australian dollars, so like $250 American. I've had a couple I've had multiple copies of this over the years. Definitely understand why this didn't get great reviews. It's different from their back catalog. It's gritty and serious. Most fans like the biscuit because they're a fun band, so when that's taken away, a lot of people seem to drop off. On the other hand, I, on the other hand, love it. The opening riff in The Truth Is Just, eggplant emoji, squirt emoji. Disgusting, but not wrong. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh wow, thank you That is vivid Alex Pozzuolo said This album is solid from start to finish If results may vary wasn't made All their albums would be top tier Because Gold Cobra is pretty damn good too And I can't wait to hear what you guys think of that one Because Fred seems to embrace his red cap roots again And I love it, lol Alex, do not worry We gonna do that album
2: <laughs> Kelly Frazier says I don't think I knew about Record Time's little box of porn Good, Kelly, because I don't want to remember selling you any of it. (laughs) It Uh, was there. It
1: was there. It was there. Gabriel said, Limp's best fucking album. And y'all are tripping. Fred killed every part of this. I'll defend his MC skills to the motherfucking goddamn death. And you should, Gabriel. Absolutely. Um, When this episode drops, Scribble's new album will be out. Black Eyed Children. It's going to be hot. Definitely check it out.
2: Uh, Austin yeah. Counts came in, said Sammy Siegler on drums. Fred Durst wearing a Madball shirt on stage. Limp Bizkit is definitely a hardcore band. All right. I mean, that's an argument. Limp Bizkit's definitely more i don't know if we had some sort of chart about like where new metal bands landed with like different other sort of adjacent genres they would be probably one of the bands closer to the hardcore band side i would say
1: and uh, this pic jenny of uh fred in a mad ball shirt
2: yeah good for him there you go <laughs> Uh, and,
1: there you go D- finally david brown said second best release after three dollar bill you if you ask me proper underrated the story is riff heaven indeed thank you david uh that is it for the feedback on that episode and you know what it's time to talk about it eric vandals vandals can't handles vandals
2: can't handles i can't handle
1: it Eric Vandal sent us a list of a bunch of rippers, and he said, check them out. Play them on the show. We've been working our way through it. We've got a few left. Jenny, who are we listening to today?
2: You know, Lauren, why don't you pick? Because I don't know.
1: <laughs> All right. I uh, I want to hear this band called Centox, C-E-N-T-O-X, and their song, Take Cover.
0: All right. Here is... oh, oh, my God. So this album cover is an all-timer for. Oh no!
1: Okay, right. I'm looking well, I'm I'm it right up. now. It is. I'm awful. looking it up.
0: It is a uh, woman laying on a gurney with um, forceps in her mouth and a hose going into her mouth, and her eyes rolled back so it's just the whites of her eyes. She is in full makeup, um, and it has a clamp around her neck. It is uh something here we go uh. Take, uh, take, see it's, it's
2: something yeah i'm seeing it all right that's it, the best part is that's just like a straight up like shop vac hose exactly
0: <laughs> like it's everything's clinical except this hose <laughs>
2: Like, Here. yeah, like you got a discount shop vac from Harbor Freight. <laughs> They're just like, I don't know. Put that Look, in there.
0: I blew all the fucking budget on forceps. <laughs> so all we got, all I have is the hose <laughs> from my <laughs> shop vac. <laughs> yeah. Look, we're renting the gurney. And at this point, it just looks like a cookie sheet. <laughs> it does. She's working the angle. She's fine. Let's do Can we
2: take this picture? Oh, my gosh. I love it. All right.
0: Take cover by Syntax.
2: Sit down and play some fucking music.
1: talks take cover (laughs) Uh, um uh, well uh so it was taking me a minute to google this um uh this album cover uh wow that's uh really something really is something um Look, we have the metal straps to cover her nipples. It's fine. Take the picture. Put
0: the shot back in, your heart, in her mouth. Let's just get the picture. She's get just her laying
2: there miserable.
1: Oh, she- I mean, the thing. <laughs> this, is, this is the thing that in my head is just I'm imagining she's getting the makeup done. There's like a makeup artist there. And the lady like looks at her and goes, you look nice. And then they strap her to this kerney and shove a shot back in her mouth for half an hour. Um, you know, um this is um this is one hell of a cover. I mean <laughs> I'm just what imagining about the, it's kind of What about the song? The song, no, song, wait, no oh,
2: the wait, song. Wait, the song's a song.
1: We yeah, honestly the song kind of rips. I mean, I'm not going to lie. The song kind of rips. It's I looked at the track listing. It's the first song in the album. Good way to kick off the album. It's a hot open. But this album cover is going to dominate the conversation. If we were to do this album on the show, we would be like on track eight, Bitter Pill. And it we'd be like, so what do you think of Bitter Pill? And it'd be like, oh, you know, kind of ripped, pretty cool. But let's talk about the album cover just a little bit more. <laughs> like okay. Her head is on cool a rock? This... Her head's on a rock, right? Oh, let me look at it. The... Uh, yeah, that that does look like a rock. It does look like a rock. And then, like, here here's the bigger question. Because I guess we're talking about this now. <laughs> what's can't. it doing? What's it doing? Okay.
2: Well, I gotta go back. I <laughs> foolishly. Like what's the
1: what's the tube doing? Well, at this is point, it, it sucking, sucking out sucking the life out of her? Sucking the life out of her. I okay.
2: I mean, you can you can suck or blow with the shop vac, is my understanding. Okay. Okay. Now,
1: lead singer. Uh...
0: Resnick had nothing to do with this, but guitar and backup vocalist Cesar 237, he's the mastermind it seems, because the album art's by him, uh, he sings and drums, Sentox is a registered trademark of Cesar 232. Oh, 232, Mm. not 237, interesting.
1: (laughs) Oh, the the plot thickens, Matt. (laughs) Well, we're going to have to do this.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, uh, yeah, sure. we're gonna have to
1: put, yeah, just for the album cover. <laughs> this is going on the long list. Um, all I'm s- right, I'm we'll-
2: sending everybody a magnifying glass and a detective cap, and we're gonna figure this out.
1: <laughs> we're gonna song? crack this one wide open, whatever.
2: There's a lot more going on that we need to look into.
1: <laughs> all right, well, thank you, Eric. You really did it with this one. And uh, who knew? Who knew? syntax you're going on the long list because we got to crack the code. All right, and that does bring us to the end of another episode of Roach Coach. Um, I think it's the only way to really end a proper episode is when you, you know what. I couldn't
0: bring you any new mouth. news. I don't think I could bring you a moment of new news after we talking have about to.
2: This. We have some investigating to do. We do <laughs> it starts right do. fucking now.
1: You know what, and and you know what, this is. Um, I mean, you know what, it's like it's like Fargo, Jenny. You know. Francis McDormand's <laughs> character was a pregnant cop and she's still out there cracking the case. Yep. Doesn't matter how far along you are, you could crack the Centox case. That's <laughs> true. Shit out.
2: Did you know that my mom looks exactly like Francis McDormand?
1: I did not know
2: that. <laughs> she does. So well, it's even more true. <laughs> there you my, go. There we go.
1: There we go. All right. Well, keep on saying hello to us online. Uh let us know if you can figure out this Centox album cover. And uh, you can say hello to us on all of the social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're Roach and all of those. Send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. And, of course, head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash Podcast, and uh, become a patron of the show. And uh, until next time, Jenny, thank you.
2: Lauren, thank you. Matt? Matt? Thank you. You.
1: Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye.
2: Bye.